to TLDR Sportscast, your twice-a-week sports bite on your time. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Travis, with my co-host, Steven. Hey everybody. Again, we want to thank you so much for your continued listening to the Sportscast. Remember, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and comment on Apple Music, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast nowadays. Um, also, we'd love you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all them social medias. We have them. We're not sure what to do with them, but we have them. So there's that. Lastly, we would love for you to leave us a voicemail, text, whatever. Send it to us. Send us a picture. Um, you can do all that at 757-726-7174. Again, at 757-726-7174. And we might even play it or show it or whatever we do on the show. So, Steven, are you ready to get right into it? Yes, sir. Welcome to March Madness Week here at TLDR Sports. I am super excited. Steven, are you super excited? Yes, I'm very excited. Travis, thank you for asking. I'm glad you're super excited. I might be the March Madness. That single-handedly might be the most excited I've ever heard you on this show. So that must be real. Um, Great. (laughs) During the year, we might have some topics that are so large, like March Madness, that we actually have to cover them on the show. We're actually giving a whole week, this week, to March Madness. Uh, we're going to be talking about about March Madness as a whole, and we're also going to be talking about some other things um, on Thursday about March Madness. Madness. Um, did you just echo me? I did. March oh. Madness is so important that it needs an echo. Oh, March Madness. 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 Thank you. As teams begin to punch their tickets to the big dance, we are discussing what makes March Madness so fun and so exciting to watch. Why we are glued to our TVs from the tip-off all the way to the final buzzer. It's become one of the most exciting and fascinating sports throughout the year. So, Stephen, let's get into it. Why do you think March Madness is so exciting? How can a sport that's virtually ignored until the Super Bowl just come out of nowhere and dominate like it has for the last 20 years? Firstly, I think it's because of the bracket challenge. Um, even though it's like a one in trillions and trillions and trillions of chance of you getting it perfect. Every year people fill out 10, 15, 20 brackets. I know I do at least six, if I'm being generous. Um, that that in itself is the fun part, the brackets, and then you can watch it on basically four different devices because you have four different channels, four different games usually going on all at one time. So it's just it's a lot of fun, and and you never know who's gonna beat who ever. It could be five minutes left in the second half, and the team could be someone could be losing by fifteen points, and they come back and win. It, it's never over. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I never get so excited about sports. It is very, very exciting. I love watching it. I think you're right about the brackets. Um, I think the thing that people really love is it's that it's the knockout mentality, all right? So you, you lose. There is no second chance. You can't come back tomorrow. It's not like the NBA championship where you have a seven-game series. It's not like the baseball championship. Some would say it's not even like football because football, at least you have – all that time building up to it. I mean, we're going to be done with the first two rounds, first two rounds, and I'm doing air quotes, within, what, 48 hours of each other? I mean, it goes super, super quick. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the best part about it, maybe, is because it's fast-paced, and you see a team playing one day, and then three days later they're playing again. And you're like, whoa, I just saw this team playing. It's just, oh, I, I love that. Just, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's great. I, I was talking to my boss today. I said, uh, well, next week I'll have my ear headphone in my ear, and I'll be listening to basketball or watching basketball on my phone. Um, and I, I am super excited about it because it's just it's it is fun to watch and you watch these teams and the funny part is like i said it doesn't really become relevant until after the super bowl because honest to goodness it's the one of the weirdest sports where we basically don't pay attention to it other than like duke and unc when they have their games until after the super bowl after all the footballs recited then we can say hey guess what we have march madness coming up and it's gonna be freaking awesome I love March Madness. And, and, and fun story, this might be a sidetrack, whatever. My first time I ever filled out a bracket was my senior year in high school. <clears throat> um, <laughs> my teacher made us all filling out, and I'm like, I don't know nothing. I haven't watched March, I haven't watched basketball all year. I don't know anything. My teacher was like, fill it out. You get extra credit if you win. So me, being from Virginia, I didn't know anything. I saw VC. I was like, hey, they're in Richmond. So I picked VC to go all the way. Matter of fact, VCU went to the Final Four that year. They lost, but they went to the Final Four, and I am the only person in the class that got extra credit because I went the furthest. And that, Everybody that, called me crazy. <laughs> and that's a good segue because do you think Cinderella's make the competition more fun or less exciting? What do you think, man? Absolutely. I mean, everyone was cheering for Sister Mary last year. Loyola Chicago. Yeah, and I mean, everyone was rooting for them. That sweet old lady. Yeah, and she should be their mascot. <laughs> uh, see, I think Cinderellas make it exciting. I think when people look at it, they they say, "Okay, you gotta love this. You gotta love them. Um, you gotta love the Cinderella story. You gotta love that underdog story." But I think at the end of the day, that if if you if you're really paying attention and you really watch the sports, do we really want like a like a VCU or Butler going all the way? Or do we want a Duke, UNC, Villanova, and all the, the schools, the big schools? Do we want them to go instead? I mean, come on. Let's be honest here. I mean, as much as I love Cinderella's, do we ever really, at the end of the day, say, okay, that was fun for a little bit. Now, let's get serious here. I think the March Madness tournament will be the only time that I disagree with my um, parody argument. I don't want to see Duke win it every year. I don't want to see Villanova and Gonzaga and UVA and all the big guys win every single year. I kind of like parody. I'm trying to find it now because I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but there was a year, I think it was an 8 and a 9 seed were in the final. I could be mistaken. It might have been in 7 and 8 or something like that, but they went to the final. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. I just can't find it right now. Um, but... I think that's exciting when when a team goes against all odds, beats the big guys, knocks them off their high horse, and, and proves them wrong, especially because these are young guys. I mean, they're they're probably, what, 18 to 21, 22? And, you know, they're trying to get to the, to the NBA. They're proving themselves worthy. They're playing their butts off for uh, a good part of a month. I mean, I don't think the NBA players could do this. What you're saying is... And- there's a big difference between the big schools like Duke and UNC and Villanova 
versus the Butlers and BCUs and Wichita States. The big, humongous difference between those schools is that the players that are playing on those big-name schools are just doing the one-and-dones. They're not really trying to prove themselves. They already know that they're going to be drafted. They know that they're going to be a lottery pick. They know they're going to be playing every day of the year um, in basketball, in professional basketball starting next season. They're just kind of just there. They've probably already quit going to classes because they honest goodness, why should they? Because they're just going to get picked up for a million-dollar contract in, in like three weeks. The The difference is those other small schools all have four-year seniors playing basically their entire career, and this may be the last time they play basketball. So I feel like the smaller teams really have a lot more heart. Um, they're not just there just to do it, you know? And... And while I, I disagree with you, um, I think at the end of the day, I think we do want to see the big-name schools. I mean, trust me, we all want to see Zion come back and play for Duke. I mean, let's be honest here. We want to see the big names play. But at the end of the day, I think it's fun for the first couple of rounds, then we get serious. I actually have to disagree with you. I do not want Zion coming back. I don't need mini LeBron ruining my March Madness for me. Because if he comes back, there's no fun in it. I mean, Duke's well, going to stomp easy. You, everybody. You just, you just say Duke's going to win it, and then there you go. But that's boring. I like I like picking up this is, that's the That's the whole Everyone, point. listen, this is the same man that said that he would love to watch the Patriots win every year. He'd also love to watch the Golden State Warriors win five more championships. But Lord behold, Duke tries to win another championship, and he loses his mind. But these are young guys. This is different. You know, Duke, three players on Duke aren't going to be on Duke next year. Let's the entire it. squad isn't going to be on Duke next year. Exactly. It's going to be a brand new team. So who cares? Let the, I mean, let, it's let basically the guys with the more heart that are trying to prove themselves. I'm rooting for those guys. Well, I, I, I do too a lot of times. But I think when we get down to it, it's a fun story for a little bit. But then you want to get to the better teams. I That's how I feel. I, I don't know why, but I just kind of feel that way. So let me ask you this, Stephen. When do you think Cinderella's are no longer Cinderella's? All right? Um, I look at Butler, for instance. Butler used to be a Cinderella. Do we think Butler is a Cinderella? I mean, would it shock you to see Butler in the Sweet 16 or even the Elite Eight? Uh, same thing with VCU or Wichita State. I mean, they, they're just these teams that used to be small schools. But they have kind of become the big dogs in the mid majors. When do you are no longer a Cinderella story? I think if you go into the the tournament at like a ten to sixteen and you make a run, I think that's Cinderella. I think it goes to year to year. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you can just rate it just because they're a team, like a big name team, because. Because the ratings go year to year to year to year to year. I mean, who well, knows? Duke next year could be a 13th seed. You well, never I know. Look, I look at it like this. Um, Georgetown is on the bubble this year. But if Georgetown made it into the Sweet 16, I wouldn't be surprised because they have that that long history of being a basketball school. But, I mean, if or Colgate or Gardner-Webb makes it, I'll honest like to goodness... Toothpaste? Like the toothpaste, I'll completely be beside myself saying, "Oh my gosh, that is it." 
I think if it, it, it really boils down, I don't think it's it really comes down to pedigree in basketball because you have certain teams that are legitly good. That are always up there. Like the Zags are always up there. Kentucky's always up there. You know? UVA has been for the last few years. Maryland's usually up there. Wisconsin, North North Carolina, Duke, all those those what I call behemoths of schools when it comes to basketball. So when a VCU as a seven seed sneaks into the Sweet 16 because they've been doing it year after year after year, we're not surprised. I think it really comes down to pedigree when when we're looking at it. So I'm going to ask you this. If a team like, say, I don't know, Gonzaga, for instance, say they they tank, like we talked about a couple years ago, or a couple years ago, a couple weeks ago. So they tank. They, they enter the tournament as a 10 seed, make a run, and win it. How does that make, how, I mean, how, what would you feel about that? I'll say they were under-seeded. If they have a bad season and they make it in, I'd say, yeah, they just had a bad season. They're they're the Zags that we thought they were. They, they were who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> so I think it really comes down to pedigree. I think it comes down to, okay, I've seen this team year in, year out. They they I mean, would we call Duke in a Cinderella story if they were like a, a 13 seed next year? but still made it to the Sweet 16? No, because they're Duke, for crying out loud. They got Coach K. They're not. I mean, they could be a 16 seed, and we'd still say, you know what, they could win it this year. Duke still has a good chance. I think that's the only school that you can say that about is Duke. You can say the same thing about UNC. You can say about all of them. I don't know. Duke's just that basketball school. That's the only sport I think about when I think about Duke. You don't think about football. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Just basketball. I mean, so, so I just think it, even UNC, if UNC went into the tournament as like a 10, I wouldn't say it's a Cinderella story. I guess you're right about that. But, I mean, if they made a run for it, it'd still be surprising because then they have to go through all these bigger teams, like the, these, you know, so-and-so better-seeded teams, whereas if they're a one seed, they just beat up on a little baby 16 seed and then wait for the other guys so since we just talked about seeding and everything i want to ask you this every year they have selection sunday and you have these this group of people who sit down and say okay you're this seed you're this seed you're this seed you're this seed and they do it through all the teams and they play they play the tournament and then whoever's left at the end is the champion the question i have for you do you think this is a proper way to crown your champion let me rephrase that. Do you think it's the best? Does it prove the best team at the end of the day? I think it does. I actually, in, in NBA, I actually do not like the best of seven um, format. Well, just like I, anything, I think it, it when you have a longer series like that, it kind of shows, okay, I can resist. I can have a losing day, but I could still come back and win. And right, I can but, still be dominant. I mean, a you, tournament you, like this shows that you're going to be good day in and day out. Anytime you get you're on that court, you're good. You're playing to win. I feel like yes and no. Um, I feel like it it can produce really good teams, and that's kind of what I was talking about. Eventually, all the bad teams get wheedled out. Usually, you have a usually between a three and a one seed in the final four every year. 
every now and then you get that 11 seed. But really, they kind of balance each other out, and they kind of just move all that information, or the, all those teams out um, that that we were rooting for, but they didn't quite make it. Um, the, the cream rises to the top, and... Is it a proper way to crown a champion? I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. It, it it seems like it's probably one of the most random ways to do it. It comes down to a tournament. It doesn't matter how well you were in the actual season. If you, as long as you play, what, six, seven games in a row, perfect, you're fine. Don't you, ta- don't you talk about the, the tournament like this, Travis. Don't take away my, my phone. Uh, I'm just saying. I feel uh-huh. like I just feel like it is the most random way to, to um, have a champion. I look back a few years ago. Connecticut won it. Connecticut wasn't. The, I had to hands down not the best team of that year. I mean, usually you can. I don't know. I just think okay. Say we do a tournament in the NBA. The Warriors are winning, hands down. No way they lose. So. So you do think it's a good way to crown a champion? Yeah, I do. I do. And actually, I'm glad you brought up Connecticut because that was the final I was talking about. Connecticut and Kentucky because Kentucky was an eight seed. So thank you for that, clearing my mind. Um, I think it's great. And, and, and to your point, that year was exciting to me because no one expected those two teams to be in the finals. Yeah, but does that prove that they're the best teams? Obviously, as far as the NCAA is concerned, who cares if they're the best team? So they're the. I, I disagree with that because I feel like they're the best team in that tournament. That doesn't mean they're the best team of the year. That they are the number one team. I just feel like they had a really good hot streak, and that's it. Well, unfortunately for people who think like you, that's how the cookie crumbles. This is how you get the. This is how you get the the trophy. You get all the you know, the fame and the excitement and the you know, but here's the, the other dance. thing. Well, it's here's the, the other dance, thing, Travis. That's the other thing about it. I had to pull up all the 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 past winners because I feel like we watch that tournament and it's just flash and pan. It's super exciting in March. As soon as it's over, we're like, okay, moving on. Now we got the NBA championship. We completely forget about that. I just don't think it's a great way to crown a champion. I just I just don't think it is. I, I still think it's better than what they're currently doing in in college football, but I still don't think it's the best way to crown a champion. I don't think if you just go on one hot streak, that really and, and it's never gonna change. I'm not I'm not saying anything I say tonight is gonna make a difference in the grand scheme of things. I'm just saying I don't think it is as uh, the best way to crown a champion. So, you've got all those those other competitions. Do you think that they should possibly expand that so that, I mean, kind of like college um, bowl games, that they have more side competitions like that? Or do you think that we shouldn't go that direction, that we should stick with the NCAA tournament and just make that bigger and better? They should just stick with how it is. Um, I mean, how many people do you know that are excited for the NIT tournament? And to be honest with you, it's I always looked at the NIT, especially growing up um, in the 90s and 2000s. I kind of looked at it as, okay, you weren't good enough to make it to the the NCAA tournament. You get the runner-up tournament, you know? That's kind of how I feel about it. But I feel like if basketball continues the way that college football is going, 
I would not be surprised if you start having big names on these big sponsorship deals and then start having these tournaments just pop up out of nowhere. I just I don't I don't know. I think they should just stick with what it is cuz the same thing with the the football bowls. How many bowls do you watch a year? Quite a few. Personally, I'm, I'm a sports I, fan. I watch a lot of them. See, I'm a sports fan too, and I personally I watch the bigger ones and the the the, the final one. I, I think I've uh, admitted it live on this show once before that I don't really understand college football rankings. I don't really follow it. I watch the bowls. Don't know what they're called. I just like football. I'm too busy watching the NFL to care about college football. So, um, so you don't think that the there should be an expansion of postseason tournaments other than the NCAA just keeping it how it is? Yeah. All right, last question. Do you think there should be an expansion in the tourney? Do you think that we should go up to 72, 84, 96, 120 plus teams in the tournament? Or do we think that 68 is the perfect number? I think 68 is the perfect number. I, don't, I think if it's too long, people might lose interest. I just wish it started in the beginning of March and ended in March. It's called March Madness. Why is the final always my birthday? Um, I don't think there should be an expansion in the tourney. Um, if anything, I'm in favor of making the tournament smaller, but that's just my thinking. Let's kill all the, the chances of the Cinderella's making it any further. Um, make it more competitive basketball, but... That's just me. I'm, I'm probably wrong, but you know what? I don't care. That's just how I feel. Um, so, Stephen, do you have anything else you want to add to that night? No, I think uh, I think that's it. Very cool. So, Stephen, what did we learn tonight? We learned that I pretty much flipped my whole opinion on its head, and I disagree with everything I said last week, but only on the tournament. Yeah, you, you logically make no sense. I'm just telling you ahead of time. I'm broken. You are broken. I, I totally think you are broken. So for TLB Car Sports Cast, I'm Travis. I'm Steve. Now, I've known this, but it just hit me again as I'm looking at my, my Bleacher Report mm-hmm. that that we just brought Napoleon Dynamite to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. 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 Gosh!